Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a hot one in New York this week. It's uh, definitely hot, so take care of yourselves out there, and we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Uh, Danny keeps sending me pictures with this uh, of me and him with that old guy face app thing that's going around. And funny thing is, is that we don't look any different. I just like slapped a white beard on me, and that's about it. It's too funny. Anyways, this episode of the Tiger Pit is brought to you by Unplugged Essentials. So we've been telling you about Unplugged Essentials for a bit now. So what they did was take the zero-gravity environment simulated by the Epsom salt bath and reinforced its relaxation properties by adding a new ingredient to their very own mineral salt recipes. And from there, Unplugged Essentials Hemp Soaks was born. Three unique blends of mineral salts, hemp-derived cannabinoids, along with carefully selected essential oils for the added effect on demand. They make no compromise in quality whatsoever and ensure each batch is lab-tested and 100% THC free. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Unplugged Essentials or go to unpluggedfloatessentials.com and get yours today. And if you use the promo code THETIGERPIT, you'll get an additional 10% off your order. It's definitely worth checking out. I can say I love this stuff. We are also brought to you by Knock My Legends. Knock My Legends celebrates the heroes, legends, and icons of Muay Thai and kickboxing. They have a great selection of t-shirts, tank tops, and hats, all highlighting the greats of the sport from the past up until today. Great gear for training, and if you're just a fan of Muay Thai and want to rep the culture, they recently came out with the Muay Femur and Muay Cow shirts, which I hope I'm saying that right. But the designs are really, really cool. It's definitely worth checking out and scoop one up if you can. They're moving fast. You can go to knockmylegends.com. That's N-A-K-M-U-A-Y legends.com online. Or you can go to Knock My Legends on Facebook and Instagram and check out their products. And when your card is full, be sure to enter the promo code THETIGERPIT at checkout for an additional 10% off your purchase. Again, that's knockmylegends.com and knockmylegends on Facebook and Instagram. We are also brought to you by Athlon Rub. Athlon Rub is designed to enhance your warm-up, performance, and recovery from the outside in. Additionally, many of their ingredients have antimicrobial, antibacterial, and antifungal properties to help protect your skin from infections that plague athletes and can hang around training environments. Its roots are based in Thai oil, which has been used for generations by Muay Thai fighters. Thai oil is used to warm up the body and get muscles and joints prepared for extreme physical activity, which in turn aids in enhancing athletic performance and injury prevention. It also helps with soreness and in the recovery process. It's also tested to ensure it's free of banned substances, performance-enhancing drugs, and cross-contamination. You can go to athlonrub.com and take a look at all the products they have available, read testimonies from users, and see what everybody's saying about it. And when you get some things in your cart, get an additional 10% off when you use the promo code THETIGERPIT. That's athlonrub.com. Check them out. Hey, everybody. It's rum time. If you are a rum drinker and haven't tried Diplomatico or don't have a bottle in your house or for your own personal bar, you got to get on that. Diplomatico is distributed in over 80 countries around the world. It holds the Ron de Venezuela DOC and is recognized as one of the world's finest rums. They have three different ranges for your tastes. 
Traditional, Prestige, and the Distillery Collection, and you can find them online at rondiplomatico.com. That's rondiplomatico.com to learn more about who they are and find out some of the history behind one of the world's best rums. And, again, this is for our New York people. If you are in New York City, you can check out some of these sponsors in person. Um, We are brought to you by the Stepping Razor Barbershop at 952 Flushing Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. The Stepping Razor is a classic-style American barbershop specializing in American classic traditional haircut styles and shaves. They do that very well, but they do much more. So when you need to clean up that cabeza of yours for your next round of selfies, or if you're going to that event and you want to look sharp, go to thesteppingrazor.com to book your appointment and get yourself looking good and feeling good. That's thesteppingrazor.com online, or you can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Stepping Razor Barbershop. Just take the the off of it. So Instagram and Facebook, Stepping Razor Barbershop, and online, it's thesteppingrazor.com. And lastly, we are brought to you by the Dojo NYC at 1082 Cypress Avenue in Ridgewood. The dojo is a fully equipped martial arts training center specializing in Cobrinho Jiu-Jitsu, traditional Muay Thai, and MMA. I was there this morning for class, going over some fundamental combos, ending with the elbows. Got a hell of a workout in, in this heat. So if you want a good workout or you are training to compete at a high level, check them out at thedojonyc.com online. Take a look at their classes, the instructors, and programs, and sign up for a free child class while you're there. What do you got to lose? Nothing. So do it. Try it. It's worth it. That's the dojonyc.com online and the dojonyc on Instagram and Facebook. All right. We made it through the advertising. Our guest on this episode is a singer and musician who I've had the pleasure of working with in the past on a few things. She recalls singers that straddled soul and rock during the early 70s, such as Ruth Copeland and Shaka Khan. She toured with legendary Motown funk brother Dennis Coffey and released a series of singles, one of which was Concrete Waves, which got a remix by DJ Premier. She's released a few full lengths, one of which was Banshee, and the title track was used in Showtime's Ray Donovan. Wow, we know somebody on that show. Shout out to Pooch Hall. What's up, brother? She also worked on a side project band with friends Scarlett Johansson, Juliana Haltigan, and Holly Miranda. She has a new single dropping this Friday, July 19th, which is a pretty wild version of Huey Lewis and the News. Is is that how you say Huey Lewis and the News? Huey Lewis in Las Noticias. I want a new drug featuring, God forbid, she's got a full plate for the rest of 2019 doing a string of small tours with more music on the way and animating and directing a handful of visual projects for both herself and others. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Kendra Morris and on Facebook at Kendra Morris Music. So without further ado, would you please welcome to the Tiger Pit, Kendra Morris. Episode of Adventures in Animals. It's a Kavarian and a Polish guy. Okay, we'll start the podcast right here. It's nine o'clock. It's dark enough. I'm putting on my ninja suit. That's the part, right? You gotta get into your head. Now you're struggling with your words. Check the Yelp reviews. I'm sure they have like four. It's amazing. I was trying to get that out, and I had a hard time struggling in my head. They just see something they don't recognize. They check out immediately. I had a point. I had a point. Coming to the stage. I've heard this many times from different sources. You didn't even know me when I was hanging out there. That sounds like such a burnout thing to do. 
Spider Boot. Yeah. Oh, are we running? Are we on? Oh, yeah, we're on. Just, oh, cool. I started rolling. Hi. That's how we do it. We just kick it on. <laughs> Hope for the best. Man, I was about to rip a big fart. <laughs> well, that would be something. Jeez. <laughs> the new single from Kendrick Lamar. Who is this girl? Man, those pipes. She can sing. She can sing. Where were you coming from just now? It was so funny just seeing you in the crosswalk. Oh, um, I didn't introduce myself outside, but I was like, Oh yeah, it's like, like wrestling shit out of my car. It's weird. Like, oh, well, it's, hi. It's funny because like I can't. I wear glasses now all the time, and I still can't see. And I was like, I was. Like, I think that's Billy. And then I was. I was coming from the train. Now, well, I'm blind as a bat, so I can sympathize. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing a white shirt. I was like, everybody's so blind I can spot today you. except for me. <laughs> so I can I'm spot you. Wear a white shirt. <laughs> here, oh, he's yeah. not hard to spot. <laughs> I'd see Bill come from out of way. See me from outer space. <laughs> so you just dropped, uh, or not? Summertime was the last one. That, you didn't just yeah, drop, I haven't dropped anything. Um, I, I dropped summertime in June when it was summertime. Um, <laughs> I should redrop it in Australia. There you go. There I go. Watch out. Nice. Watch out, labels. Nice. It's a new marketer in town. <laughs> Dropped a summertime songs on the other coast. Um, uh, yeah, I dropped that in June. And then I've just been writing a ton and recording. I actually have been learning Ableton. Ah, That's Ableton. been, oh, man. Yeah, I've just it's been a like. slippery slope. Right? Jeez, I, wait, I killed like five hours in my house today. This one, this one. That. Well, Ableton yeah. could also kill five members of your band. <laughs> That's what I don't like seeing about Ableton. I love Ableton, but I'm also like, oh. Someone else. Yeah, I noticed there was this influx of, like, you see these, like, waves of just, like, everybody suddenly doing the same thing. And there was a while... Of girls in, like, big T-shirts using their programs. Always, like, some girl walking around the stage in a big T-shirt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Buttons. And, like, I love the idea of being able to do so much yourself. But what bugs me is when somebody starts something and does it awesome. Like, like Grimes, I think she's, she's super talented. Does, like, her own visual art. Like, kind of started this wave but then you see other people being like i'm not going to come up with my own way of doing things i'm going to just do what's seeming to work for this person and see if i can like and that's what kind of bugs me because i'll just be like someone will be at a show and they'll be like here's this artist i'm like wait didn't i just see that artist no wait that was the, the other same artist are you saying you were trying to do stuff that on stage you'd just be like cueing yourself and doing no all that? i love that like actually a good friend of mine she's like an amazing writer and actually she was giving me some lessons the other day no i i mean i mostly wanted to i mean my timing's not good good enough i just wanted to learn for songwriting reasons just to be able to i have so much i just want to be able to get certain melodies out of my head and certain like yeah just for yourself doing it at home like some writing stuff yeah and and then send it to another producer Mm -hmm. or maybe i put it out like i don't know like feel it out take it to you know but just like i feel like as a musician you know and the more of the length of the more of any language you know Exercising your brain, basically. Yeah. Your musical brain, right? So then you can go into a studio and be like, I hear this kind of drum mm-hmm. beat, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being like, I want something that, like, I heard this, but I didn't, you know, like. It helps to brush up on the language. Yeah. Brush up. yeah. And I'll, 
I have to like say I'm not trying to dog like girls in t-shirts or boys in t-shirts or anybody in t-shirts that are like hitting samples all the time. I mean, you might see me do that one day, (laughs) but I mean, um, I, it's just the example of like people that see something and then everybody's doing it. And it's, it's the nature of the beast of social media and people spending less time in their brains and on their phones, I think, because that's the same people, like some of those, there's like, like I said, there's some people that are just incredible at what they do and that's their thing. But then some of those same people, when there's like another trend that comes up, they'll be the first to hop that boat and be like, well, I didn't get my moment with this. So I'm going to go and do this now. I have a lot of trouble finding anything current. I don't even want, like, blown away. Like, I just want, like, this piques my interest. Yeah, I like it. Like, the only person, to me, Sia can do no wrong. She's a great songwriter, too. Yeah, her songwriting is great. She can take a really simple premise Mm -hmm. and just... Who's Sia? Oh, damn it. She started on like Zero Seven. She was like one of the singers with Zero Seven originally. She's Mm -hmm. from Australia. Australia. But then she kind of disappeared for a minute. She had a song like with Six Feet Under the show. It was like her, it kind of brought her out. Mm -hmm. And then it got. And then she kind of disappeared for a minute. What's and her music she, like? Just like, um, like pop stuff? You it's would know stuff. her songs. Like, she wrote Diamonds yeah, from she, Rihanna. She writes oh, for okay. everyone now. Chandelier. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, she wears this big wig with a big bow on the top of it. And it's like half of it's white, half of it's black. And you never see her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely known for her own stuff mm-hmm. now, too. But it's just interesting because nobody really sees. She really doesn't like her face in the spotlight she keeps Uh everything up because she just wants it to be about the music she's bad you'll you if you go and look you'll know like i'm gonna look a ton of the music you'll be like i (laughs) know this i'm definitely looking it up (laughs) yeah because i I don't even know isha laughs at me she's like i can't believe you love c like (laughs) you of all people but you've always liked like real pop stuff there's some you've always liked a lot about it yeah yeah I know it is funny. Everybody thinks of you as like only reggae, which I understand. You know, you're a reggae drummer, and then you do the producing stuff too. So there's a lot of reggae involved in yeah, that. Yeah, you know, bread and butter. But, but that's not. Yeah, I know you really well, and I know a lot of things you like. And it's like, whoa, man, it's crazy. <laughs> we could. I mean, I've been away with you for days at a time, and I didn't hear a reggae song for days. Yeah, if we all listen to like the same one thing, nothing would ever. Yeah. I can't be one thing. I don't, understand, I don't even understand how people can do that. Just be one thing. I'm like always like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. weird, man. <laughs> they think we're weird for liking too many things. Yeah. But I think that's really weird when you can be super hyper-focused on one thing. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa. That was the initial motivation of getting you on those reggae songs, all that stuff that we did. I was like, she's not a reggae singer. Let's bring yeah. that to yeah, this. Yeah, that was a good move. You know I what I'm saying? I love that stuff. I love it. We cut that version of uh, Riding for a Fall. Mm. Yeah. And I remember... So good. ...cutting that track and was like, she's bringing, like, kind of like a Nashville mm-hmm. thing to this almost. And mm. you flipped it so hard. Were you conscious of that or no? That just like happened? A, the way that I flipped it? Uh-huh. No, I mean, I think it just kind of, like, I try to just bring my, put myself into whatever mm-hmm. I, I think it's important as an artist to bring yourself into whatever you do, not True. ever try to, like, fit. If somebody brings you a song that's different, bring yourself into it. Don't go mm-hmm. and try to be what's different about the song because 
that's not what doing a cover is about. It's about flipping it and making it something new. It's like shopping for a good fur coat at a thrift store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to own this shit. <laughs> I love doing those songs. Yeah. Those were all fun putting those together, too. It was really great. He played good. guitar. Ah, yeah, okay. that was fun stuff. When I heard that, I was like, this sounds great. <laughs> One of my favorite things as a vocalist about recording at your space is, was the, you got the best microphone sounds. Like, the... Oh, those man. cans, man! I was he like, does. he wow, does, he really I does. Sound, oh, sound okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just that to let that. It was good. Oh yeah, he really does. Good feeling. I've, I've, I've been recording with Bill for about twenty years now, and every time I'd leave, I'd, sometimes I'd be like, "Oh man!" I mean, I had many great nights where I left totally elated, but there were definitely times I've left and I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know." I was partying too much, and he's like, "Yeah, shut up." <laughs> and then, like, I don't hear from him for like, a few days, and all of a sudden, I'll get like something sent in my inbox, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, "What the? Who was that? Who was that guy? When did this happen?" You know what I mean? But you always like, you know how to ca- he knows how to really like pull the best out of that and be like, "This is what it is." When you're cutting vocals in the studio, mm-hmm. I always tried to get people to feel like you're in your rehearsal space and you're laying down your first yeah. mm-hmm. Like, that's the place I always try and get people to. When you feel like you're just singing out in the room, that's when you're doing dishes and singing. Yeah. Or you're, like, walking around your house, like... Yeah, the know, best like singing is you. when you're not thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you just... You're just doing it, you know? Yeah. But enough about me, man. I don't... <laughs> you're the best, man! <laughs> All right, that was too much. All right, that shit is definitely getting edited. <laughs> yeah, man. those edibles kicked in on me about... Ten minutes ago. We, do you guys get to edit through? But it's not much edit. Yeah, because I don't want the girls in t-shirts to think I'm being mean. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, am I being too mean to myself? No, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. I know. I see you got a bunch. Yeah, my husband's a tattooer. That's cool. Where, where does he work? He's at East River and at Five Points. Um, Five Points is with like Chris Garver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got tattooed there nice. um, a year and a half ago by yeah. a friend of mine. Cool. This is great. Awesome. Yeah, it's Red awesome. Yeah, he does a lot of, like, uh, American traditional, mm-hmm. and then also he does line work. But I, I really like the, like, traditional stuff mm-hmm. and the co- popping colors and, like, the... I, I like it as well. Pan up. I like a lot of things with tattooing. That's my problem. Yeah. I have like conflicting them all over the place. What was your first tattoo? Ooh. Oh, you don't ask those questions. Uh, I have a, <laughs> oh, don't I ask me those I, questions. I, it's a really shitty, um, it's a blue cat. Right. I got it when on my spring break of my first, like, I think I was, I had just turned 18. And I went with my like best friends to Miami and we were like, let's get tattoos. <laughs> We found like a little like tattoo shop on the like strip and on like South Beach, and we go and we're like, we want to get tattoos of this picture of a cat we found on a T-shirt. And I was like, why is he so, why is he so cranky? Why is he so cranky? We're like here to get tattooed. We're in Miami on spring break. You've obviously gotten that covered. Did you get No, covered? it's still you there. I su- oh, I'm still friends. Don't cover it. I swore to my don't friends. Don't cover it. Don't cover it. They've been big. Like I, at one point, I almost had gotten it covered at one point, and like my best friends were like, "You can no, never you cover it, or we're not your friends." No, you can't. You can't. My stupid one, I covered it like 
three times and that thing keeps living. Everything else is broken off off of it throughout time. I haven't touched it in about 20 years, but it keeps like, now it's there. And I see it. I'm like, oh my God, I fucking see you, you motherfucker. Well, it's like risen from the ashes. It's risen from the grave. It's the zombie tattoo. This thing has come to life again. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Do I like put a, a picture frame around it now? Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, like that's what I got to do. Well. Like, put a picture frame. I will dare tell you what it is, too. It's so fucking stupid. I was 17 years old, and I walked into a tattoo shop in Providence, and I was like, I had 40 bucks in my pocket. I just wanted to know what it felt like, and all I could afford was a... Yeah, you got to insert It was a silhouette of a fucking mouse. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yep, I'll take it. Sure, no problem. I wanted the skull, but the guy wouldn't do it. And it was like 25 bucks more, but that fucking asshole wouldn't do it. I was like, all right, I'll fucking take that. Because I knew soon I'll just cover it anyway. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, in about six months or so, I'm going to cover that shit. You know what? These like old tattoos, you're going to see, it's going to be the bumblebee of the generation. Apparently bumblebees <laughs> yeah. are really big last year. Well... Mouse silhouettes are 2019. <laughs> yeah. This is so hot right now. I'll tell you, I want to put a fucking uh, picture frame around it at this point now. I was 16, and there was this guy, Catfish Carl. This Catfish was like, Carl. This is like 91. My sister was like, you want to get a tattoo? You want a souvenir from California? I was like, yeah, let me go down. The souvenir? So, I got like... The, a souvenir know, like, is a tattoo. The, the, the 70s, like... Cobra sticker <laughs> that you put on your Schwinn or you put on your butt. Like, I got that. But it worked out pretty good because this guy had such a light hand. And uh, after yeah. fucking 20 years, I was like, Dad, just go over that. I remember that tattoo. Oh, man. You know, something really, like, I just noticed. You talked about Catfish Carl. And I just wanted to bring up that if you guys notice that all Carls have a name before their name. <laughs> I knew a hot I Carl. only knew one Carl in my life, and his name was Leprechaun Carl. <laughs> See, wait. All Carls have yeah. something to their name. I I have a friend named the Hot Carl. And it, what was it? Dot His Carl? name's Hot Carl. Oh, Hot Carl. But it's because he was actually my first. I was in this girl band named Pinktricity before I moved here. Nice. I want to know more about oh, Pinktricity. Oh, man. Yeah, we were so bad. But it like got me playing. But anyways, like we were so bad, but so excited to like we were in Florida and we were really bad, but we were like so like on fire. Nice. We're just like we were so nice. And so we like had a lot of hometown success because we were just like, Yeah. Pinterestity. Mm-hmm. Somehow there was this venue called Janice Landing. Cool spot. Somehow we ended up getting to play the after outside of the show, like it was a blondie show. And I didn't get to like play on the same stage as Blondie, but I was in like the sidebar. So I got to be like I'm kind of playing with, so we played and like, we had no clue about, like, we were hardly able to play our instruments and this sound guy walks in with his like cheeseburger. He's like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) We're like, we need help. We can't get this nothing to work. And like, you know, we were doing all this stuff and he's like, I'm hot Carl. And we're like, 
that's okay. how he introduced and he, himself. Yeah, he introduces and he, oh, then man. he pulls out. He goes, "I'm a I'm hot Carl. Want to see why?" He pulls out from his back pocket a list of all of the poop things, and like from there on, it was fate. He went on tours with us. Like I'm still good friends with him. I run into him at the bars all the time back home. He wound up doing lights for Bruce Springsteen. Like through that, like we took him on a. We all like booked a tour, and he came out on the road for free with us. Was like I'm just ready for an adventure. He just so, wanted to go out and sail on the ship. Yeah, and then from <laughs> there cool. on, he wound up getting. All these huge gigs, like he's been out with, like you name it. And now he's like uh, in St. Pete doing like sound and lights locally at like a bunch of cool venues. But Hot Carl, and he always says, He's like, I work in music because of Pink Tricity. And we're like, <laughs> Shittiest band ever. When was that? Jeez, it's gonna date me because I'm only 22. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, it was 2001, I want to say. 2002. It was right before I moved to New York with them. It was maybe 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. like we were doing it there. And then I was like, there has to be more than yeah, Florida. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 100%. Man. So we like <laughs> saved up our, I mean, in Florida back then, we were, I was paying $200 a month in rent. Like there is, you can save money. Do you go back there at all? Yeah, I'm going back for three weeks this winter. Yeah, because yeah, right like my husband can tattoo down there. Okay. He works at one of the shops. And then like I'll do I'm gonna do Is shows. Is he from there as well? No, but he loves it down. Mm-hmm. Like there's an awesome like tattoo shop down there called Classic Tattoo. So he works out of there and then I'll do like music stuff while I'm down there. Like I'm gonna actually play a show and open for Adrian Young. Oh um, wow. Yeah. So I've been practicing for that a lot awesome. too. Don't want to let Adrian down. Like, <laughs> that I cannot bring a Pinktricity set to an Adrian Young show. So yeah, so we kind of like our whole idea. So you always, do get down there and stuff, and yeah, I go down pretty like pretty frequent. And I have a three-year-old, and she's always she's got like cousins down there, and she's like, oh, so she's oh, loving it. Man. Yeah, she's just barefoot the whole yeah, time. Like, there, man. that's awesome. You too, in such an awesome place. It's the best when you when when they want to be with their own. Yeah, I'm like, what do I do with myself? Like, call up my girlfriends with the cat tattoos. Hey, gals, what are you doing? (laughs) Hey, town. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers to, yeah, 2001. Yeah. And I think I wound up here in 2004. Okay. Yeah, New York was a whole different place back then. No doubt. Oh, Mm. my God, night and day. Yeah, I moved here. I remember I moved here with the band. We did, like, our one tour with Carl, and then we're like, let's go to New York. Let's just move to New York because it's not going to happen here. I mean, to be honest, and I think in the back of my head, I just, I was so scared and I needed, I knew I wanted to be a performer and a musician, but I needed a catalyst. And I think I knew that the band like was my cat, my like stepping stone. Like I loved the band, but I I mean, I knew we were, we had some good songs, but we were so bad. Like, <laughs> you're really adamant about saying this band was bad. <laughs> maybe it was just me that was bad. Like, because they were like the band that started. Man, I think you were just ready to do something else. Yeah. So we is came it up like here. bad? Like 
bad or wasn't bad so bad. My guitar playing was bad. I'm just you know I have an ego. I have to, no, I'm just kidding. No, okay, I was really bad. My guitar playing was really shitty. Like I knew like three chords, and then I would yeah. Three chords can get you a long way though if you know how to it play can. them right. You know we were not that. I don't know. Maybe if you you know to the listeners out there, if Total you want to do some googling of Pinktricity and then send me a message and tell me if I should get the band back together. But yeah, I wound up here. It was actually right. I remember it was right during the presidential election. Ooh. So that's what I remember. And then we had like a little apartment in Williamsburg. Where did you live in Williamsburg? I lived on Meeker, uh, Meeker and Russell. So I was oh, like yeah. right oh, under the okay. BQE. Yep. I could see the cars go by. I was kind of near like walkable. <gasps> kind of the McDonald's there. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit more west. Mm-hmm. But I was right there for like a year. Then the band broke up and... We broke, and they were like, they broke up. It ended really bad. Everybody just went separate ways, and I moved to Bushwick. And then I was. Are you the only one that stayed? Yeah, I still talk to them. Like I feel like that. I that makes me feel good that I keep in touch with all these people. And like I, I may have done some asshole things, but I'm a good person. Like I keep my <laughs> my relationship. Um, yeah, one is in Seattle, and she's in law, the bass player. And then the drummer is, was in L.A. for a long time, and now she's in Arizona keep up with them but i'm the only one that really continued to do music and it's weird how like you don't when you know you're like inundated with like seeing like the same person on your online or whatever but then there's like friends that like maybe and then you're like i haven't thought of this person how are they i know i'm surprised we haven't met before and it's been years that i've worked on stuff that you've voiced on that I'd never met you too yeah. in person you know I've known about you I've known your name and followed your stuff and all that stuff but I've yeah. never gotten to meet you in person it's cool I, it's a pleasure I pop up and then I like and then I pop down I pop <laughs> up and that's a good way to be right that's how I see myself I'm, I'm kind of like a moon that just orbits nobody knows what the fuck I'm doing and then, like, you just like get sucked into Earth's gravity and you're like okay here I'm yep. just put out some dubs all right, peace, y'all. Yeah, that's and then I'm you like, just go back to orbiting. You know, what I'm saying? I live up in like North Greenpoint, and like I have three year old, and I'm like, I look like such a piece of shit walking around up there. Like during the day, like I'm just like, because I'll like work on stuff all day, like music, art stuff. Like I, I don't ever you, stop. How do you balance with your three year old? Because I got two kids. I got a five year old well, and a nine year old. She's so. in she's in day school, so mm. like I just. But work. even then, how do, how do you balance? I it? do like, it. I would love to know, like, because I try I'm, to balance music and. I'm a crazy. You know, and I mean, I, I'm crazy. Like, too, like I said, like I look like a I look like a piece of shit like around my neighborhood. I don't like. This is if I'm going out, I do my hair and my makeup. But otherwise, I'll wear like the same like dumpy coat. And, like I wear like a hat, and I just like no makeup. And I'll just mom it out because, like, it's really important. Like, if you're raising, like, a human for the next generation, you got to be really good at that. Well, that's the too. ultimate, being a mom. That's yeah, the ultimate. Yeah, so, like, if I'm, like, doing, like, my weekends, like, my friends don't call me to go hang out unless they're going to come on, like, the boat with me and Opal and, like, go do like, cool stuff with her. Otherwise, mm-hmm. my weekends are, I try not to look at my phone. I don't do any music stuff. And then, like, she's in school during the days. Mm-hmm. So I'll, like, t- she's, she's my three. alarm. She's three, and I got her into a really great program. Like, I was really, like, it 
the system is not made for no. creative people and no being doubt. parents. I know. I struggle I was, with it on a day-to-day. It's horrible. It's, like, so, so screwed up. I was it's talking to a musician are. friend. Like, it, it's... Yes. With creative people, our schedules are different than, like, nine-to-five parents. Like, mm-hmm. your work is, you know... All, all day, time. yeah, exactly. It's at nighttime. That's why I was daytime. asking you, how do like, you balance this? Because I'm I've, the same, I'm like trying to figure out, like, how can I do this? You know, and it's been a struggle for the last nine, since my son was born. I mean, for me. It's been me, a struggle with me creating. Like, everything kind of comes, because I've what I like really, I felt so grateful to have found this school that saved my ass of, like, being creative and like being like I want to like continue to I want both there's no rules like why is there you know because everybody was always like so are you not going to do music anymore now that you're married and you have a kid I was like are you kidding? I know, but it's funny how people say that like, right really? I heard that a few, like, couple times no, too like, yeah. but like what I do like I use her as my alarm clock Taking her to school like yeah, seven. Please. I'm up at seven a.m. Take her. Take care of this human. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I'm up the rest of the day, and so then I spend my whole day working on only creative stuff. And like, I when I first had her, I had like some downtime. Like I I bartended for years in the East Village, and when I had her, I had some downtime of not working. But instead, like while she would nap and she was a baby. I started learning, like, other creative things, things that could bring in money that weren't just necessarily, like, vocal things or songwriting. I started learning stop motion. Oh, cool. I've always, right. like, collaged. Like, I, Your collage stuff is... Yeah. Dope. I saw yeah. that yeah. mini yeah. bag of Doritos. No, oh, yeah. I'm just, like, one of those people where I don't, like, dead time. So, like, yeah. every, like, when she was a baby and she'd nap, I would learn, I learned, like... Something new. Adobe Premiere. Or yeah. I learned, like, That's stop awesome. motion. or And then, like, through being a musician and knowing so many, I just kind of networked and, like... That's how I wound up doing the last Starface MF Doom video. Like, they brought me on to do a whole, like, came up with, I directed and did a whole stop motion music video for that. And that's all from just learning these, like, side things because, like, there's no rules to the type of artist you want to be. And Mm -hmm. the creativity isn't just most, like, probably 90% of, like, creative people you meet aren't just... A singer or aren't just a drummer or they probably are good at a, a number lot of, things, of things no doubt that's what i have noticed through life all my creative friends are pretty good at a bunch of fucking yeah. shit and man. it's just finding your so it keeps you invo- keeps you connected to those people too because you're like yeah you know we're all like you know plugged into the same like electrical socket you know what i mean like yo let's keep this thing buzzing I've noticed that anybody who does anything like creative, it doesn't matter what they do, you do it to the best of your yeah, ability. You do it cool, man. So when you take out the garbage, you're like, yo, I tied that garbage yeah. bag. I tied yeah. that shit out of that. Yeah. Now, this is the perfect and, you notice and it, it fits like, in the fucking you know, you know, like you just that never kind stop. of shit. And like, the the thing that I think is like and this is like style. for sure, and it goes back to that balancing thing. Like I never don't work on something. The only time I watch TV programs is the five minutes before I fall asleep at night. I spend half my day doing music, and then when that's tapped out, I switch to another form of creativity. I'm then guilty. I, I give on. myself an hour in the morning when I'm drink when I'm drinking my coffee. You deserve like yeah. That's been my rule this year. Mm-hmm. Not this year, maybe the last couple of years. But I do it one hour in the morning while I'm sitting there eating, and I drink my coffee. Before I do anything, I watch something. The morning. Yeah. Something that some, somebody's going to talk to me about in regular life. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Some no. point of reference. Like, Walking Dead, I saw that. I watch it. Or something. You know, something mm-hmm. that I could be like, okay, 
for one hour. I did nothing but just sit there. Then after that, I get to work. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's training or working or running, running business yeah. or whatever. And I don't know. I think also, about, like because like I'm always doing something I love, I don't need a lot of money for other stuff because I don't want to go and like, I don't feel the need to go and like buy something fancy for my, because I'm just really happy just like chipping away, like making, making stuff. Like it makes me happy and that makes me a better mom. Like, because when I pick her up from school, then it's her time. Then it's like, okay, like then I'm, that's when it's like, all right, this is Mm -hmm. my like. How do you deal with, with um, going on tour and stuff? I don't really tour a ton. I mean, I haven't had like, I haven't been on a, you know, Wax was my, I was with Wax Poetics, and but I never had like a booking agency through that. So all my tour stuff was always like self done, mm-hmm. or through like, I've never. And then I was with a French label. I've been taking guitar lessons because I've always played, but I want to be like, better, like a badass guitarist. And so I've been like. My friend from high school, like, I went to a, an arts high school, and, like, my buddy was, like, a guitar major, and we fell out of touch, but and then he was a Nashville touring guitarist, and he mm-hmm. moved here, and he's doing lessons. Oh, cool. So, like, he's, like, been working with, we've been working together for, like, mm-hmm. six months now, mm-hmm. and, like, at first we were doing, like, regular, like, lessons, here's some, like, exercises, and then... I did a show and he realized, we were both realized that the best way for me to learn was to take my songs and my ideas and learn how to play them the right way and make them the best they could be. Like materialize them. Yeah. So now, like now that I've been doing the lessons for about six months, I started writing guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. I went and played at my daughter's preschool today. I like, saw that post. That was awesome. You were like, I can't. I think we won them they over. Really, I was that. Everything I wrote on that post was, that so, was so honest. Cool, they were though. so tough. Yeah, I bet they were. They tough. were like, Yo, little kids don't lie, man. They're like, and I like have tried to. Down. I was at two a.m. trying to learn preschool songs, like the chords <laughs> to "Ants Go Marching" and like Rudolph and Wheels on the Bus. How'd it go? Like, How'd it go? <laughs> you know, I felt like they weren't that impressed. No, they, no they probably loved it. They, they did. One little it. boy came up to me after he goes, I'm going to ask my mom for a little guitar. And then I told my friend who's been teaching me guitar, he's like, you just ruined a life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so much fun now. And like my daughter, she's yeah, like, mom, awesome. let's do the, let's do the Grinch song. I was like, oh, oh okay, you sing it. I don't know it. She's like, and then she goes, mom, I'll just write the notes down. Is it the new Grinch song? She wanted the old one. Oh, the old one. Nice. All right. She's like, Mom, just stop. Let me sing the Grinch song. That's And then funny. she was like holding my chords. And then I was like, do you guys want to touch the guitar? I was like trying to really make it educational. And saying no. It's like boys kicking my amp. Oh, boys are kicking my amp. And they're all like pulling on the strings. But it was awesome. Like, I'm going to do it again. That's funny. My daughter's so infatuated with the Grinch. She loves him right now. And I'm like... You like the dude that's sour. He's anti what everybody's doing. He's kind of a dick. Jesus Christ. We got, we like decided we wanted to, my husband's had like a lot of old cars. And right when we had our baby, we were like, let's get an old car. Yeah. I mean, come on. So it's all about. Yeah. We're like, well, if we start now, we'll just not know any different. And we'll just raise her Mm -hmm. with an old car. Just go for it. So first we went and. We were, like, wandering around Florida. We had this infant. I'm like, Mom, you babysit. We're going to go cruise. Looking for an El Camino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, El Camino is so awesome. But we wound 
up finding um, an old Corvair. Like, okay. oh, yeah. rad. It was a station wagon Corvair. I can't remember the year it was because it's 64 a sad or story. Something? Yeah, it must have been because there, there was only like two years of Corvair. Yeah, I, I would um, think 64 is probably the one. We <laughs> got it. We like paid cash and then we wound up having it shipped up here and it needed a lot of work done. And we they found this do. one place in our neighborhood and the guy wound up like working on it and scamming us. Uh, like big time scamming Shit. us. Like he was just like this shady guy. His name was Steve. And Fucking we would sit. This was this place. It's not there anymore. This is part of the story. It's uh, It was on in Greenpoint. There was one guy that worked there that was so sweet. He's like, I'm sorry. We found an actual Corvair guy in Long Island mm-hmm. who was like, I'm going to take care of your Corvair. Like, bring it to... By then, this guy, Steve, didn't want to release it to us. He's like, oh, you owe me all this stuff. And we're like, you just... Basically, he was breaking things and charging. So we wound up, like, finally getting it. That can happen, we put a, It was insane. Like, we got it. We took it to Long Island to this guy who loved Corvairs. And this guy, Stevie, we were like, we wash you of your horrible. Come to find out, he died. Oh. He just, like, up and died. And it was funny because we'd sit and daydream about, like, how gross his apartment we thought. I was like, there's definitely. <laughs> I mean, one day we were walking home. I was like, there's definitely, like, all these opening cat food so cans everywhere. Car? Oh, so we got the car to... You didn't want to hear about how he died? or No, it wasn't that no, exciting. We'll I think he just it. died. But his spirit is here right now about to haunt. We heard pots. The night we found out he died, all the pots in our kitchen fell. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but aside from that, so we take it to Long Island, and then the guy was working on it. It had been forever. He had a whole Corvair collection. He's like, I'll trade you guys. Like, I want this for my collection. I'll, like, not charge you guys for the, all the actual he work. Car? He traded us another Corvair. And then the end of the story, this is a really sad part. Um, Wait, he traded you another car for this car? Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, I, I want your car. And then we were one. just like, we had a baby at the time, and we were just like, oh, we're already so broke from Steve and... Yeah, anything. So, end of the story, this guy, we never got any cars, and he still owes us our convertible. (laughs) I gotta go. I gotta message him. Wait, what? I know. You never got the car? No. (laughs) After all that? After all that, we lost two cars. We lost our trade car and our, like... The one you were supposed to get. Yeah. He was a nice... I'm sure if I messaged him... He still he has like, the car? Yeah. Get that car. Gotta get one of the cars from him. You have the title for that car. No, I mailed it to him. No. To not own. I do, I do title? have some titles. I'm, very oh, or, I'm a very organized person. <laughs> you know? There's a file somewhere in the cabinet that has the title name on it. Man. Damn. Jeremy Page is at Coda across the street. I told him that he needs to just come over here. But we can wrap this up. Yeah. I told him we should hang hang with him. We can do that after. We could talk. I feel embarrassed that I just told you guys. We'll we'll definitely hang after. We can wrap it up. I mean, I think it was great. We'll meet you guys over there for a great day. You walk out across the street. We'll clean up. We'll find you over there for a party. It was a pleasure having you. It was awesome. Once again, we want to say thank you to Kendra Morris for joining us on the Tiger Pit Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Tiger Pit Podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Take it easy.